0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Leadership Jam Session. Today's episode is going to focus on a discussion that took place during one of my workshops called the Coaches Jam Session, where I have a group of managers that I meet with to discuss various different leadership topics. And one of the topics we were discussing is the following. How do you keep your vision alive with your team? This is perfect timing, because I know many of you out there are in the middle of focusing on perhaps a new vision for next year or maybe revisiting what your current vision is, repositioning it, whatever the case may be. And this episode is really gonna help you put in place some techniques and approaches on how to pull through and keep that vision alive and consistent throughout the year. So I'm gonna drop you right into the discussion that took place, and then I'll come back at the end to summarize a few key takeaways for you. (laughs) How are the leaders at all levels of management tackling the toughest challenges each day? That's the question. And this podcast is the answer. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'm bringing on the brightest minds in management to share practical solutions to those challenges you're facing. Let's get ready to jam. So part of this is you do have to first start with the message itself, the vision. Right? You gotta keep it simple and it has to be a sticky message. Part of the reason why messages or visions don't stay alive is because they're long, they're convoluted, hard to even follow it along, right? Even when it's explained. So you really do need to make sure you keep it very simple and it has to have that, that sticky feeling to it. Sometimes you can use, you know, inspiring language, but you also have to provide purpose and impact. What do I mean by that? What I mean by provide purpose and impact? Two important words.
1: say, like, Is it going to be um, impactful to them to remember? Is it going to be something they can you know, follow through? And, and we, have a, we have a vision statement for the team that we've used. And so everybody, you just hope that everybody can repeat it. And if they know it's simplistic enough, and if it impacts them, then they're going to follow through with it. All
0: right. So the impact, right, to them, glad you said, has to be kind of simple enough for they, so they can remember it. Kevin, mm-hmm. what you were going
2: to say? I was going to respond to, I mean, purpose, impact, I think it just speaks to what you're there for. And right. then what are you trying to you know, accomplish on a daily yeah. basis, I which is hard to do in a short statement that sticks.
0: It <laughs> is, right? But again, it goes back to what's the goal? What's the purpose, right? What are we trying to accomplish? And the impact, right, to what Tracy talked about is so important that that, that is kind of like the first step, that message, it's simple, but what's in it for me? The employee, right? The impact to the organization, but what really is the whiffum for the employee, right? So it does start, uh, I know we're not talking about creating the message, but it does start there in terms of at least having any chance to keep it alive. All right, I am going to show one more image, because I do like images, as you can tell. Why is this image a fitting metaphor, looking at the anchor? I mean, what comes to mind when you see that? Why is it important? Yep, James.
3: It symbolizes where you can stop and where you can pause for a second and actually sit in a place. So if you look at your, I guess if you're talking about your vision here, Rob, and where you're anchoring around something, it's a position or a stance that you're taking and that you're going to do and execute and think and everything that you're going to do is built around that.
0: Okay. Right. So I heard you say it's kind of it grounds you and the positioning is pretty important. Right. Right. What else? Yes, Tracy. I, I can go. And
1: I say like so the anchor is it's the strength that's it's going to be that solid foundation in the midst of the uncalming waters. So to me, the vision is, you know, the strength or foundation in the midst of obstacles that can uh, can occur. And so that's how I look at the you know the vision statement for the team, because if you have a vision statement, that's strong and builds a foundation. And when obstacles come up or, you know, rough waters, you're still going to be able to get through it.
0: Right. So, you know, whatever's going on, you have to have, the anchor has to be strong enough to support it. Tracy, what you said is you need that that strong anchor, regardless what's going out on, you know, organizational noise and swirl. The anchor has to be strong enough, positioned well enough to be able to keep you grounded. What else comes to mind when you think of this? Who else? Anything else come to mind?
4: I'll say the kind of the links is like the connecting you back to something larger. So I think, you know, you've got the anchor that's grounding you, but you're also connecting back to something else.
0: All right. So the way I kind of approach this is, you know, once you create your vision, you got to drop the anchor and an anchor is only as strong as its weakest link, right? So if you think about it, the way to keep you alive on a boat, when you anchor it, you got to make sure the links are strong enough. Right, and so the vision in itself is really all about all the links to keep it all together. All right, so some of the things when we talk about links, right, one-on-ones, for example, right. So keeping that vision, making sure you're keeping it kind of front and center. You can do that within one-on-ones. That's a link. What else would you say if you think about links in terms of a vision? How do you keep your vision alive and linking it together?
1: you about know, the team calls or I anything mean, like that. Is that what you mean? Just, team calls? You know, regular contact
0: or, yeah. Yep. Team meetings. Yep, absolutely. Right. Great way to link it together. All right. So we talked about, you know, in terms of dropping the anchor with your vision is the anchor serves as as, as it grounds it. It is about positioning, right? So I just want to go back to what James said before, you know, part of the strategy of, of anchoring something down is you have to have it positioned accurately. And so that's a big piece of it, even planning ahead, right? And putting the plan uh, in place to make sure you do have it anchored correctly. Um, anything else comes to mind in terms of even putting the links together? What else would you use? I you don't
5: know if try- this is really drilling down to one on one, but I think about, you know, a, a team, team goals. You know, and a team vision and team unity and who we are, who we want to be, and just kind of constantly revisiting that, which I do all the time, and yep. ensuring that we're still on the same page and revising because things change and so forth. But I'm not sure if that's what you're...
0: Well, actually, I do want to go back to that. So even when you do position, you know, your vision, you do have to at least have the awareness. You may have to reposition. Sometimes, you know, we do put put our vision together and our vision statement we do have to have sometimes the awareness and the courage to sometimes sit back and say you know what maybe this is not landing right maybe i'm not maybe it's not positioned right, All right? if it's not sticking right if you don't have it anchored correctly you might have to reposition it nothing wrong with that hard to do though right to kind of sit back and say maybe maybe i don't have this accurate
2: what else I was just thinking around this in kind of a way of there has to be not only one on one's team meetings, but there also has to be, I think, some ownership of it from the team. Mm -hmm. Right. Not not me just keeping it alive, but the team as well, keeping it alive. Right. Maintaining that anchor in a way that it's not going to fall apart.
0: Yeah. Right. Sometimes depending on the weight of it. Right. I mean, it takes a team to kind of secure it. All right, so one hundred percent accurate. Yep, Jim, I, I think that's on. a
6: critical. Yeah, I think it's a critical point. I've mentioned this a couple times in our previous um, during our previous sessions, but we got a new VP of sales this year, and he's you know brought in a few ideas that are um, you know that we all bought into. And one of the things he always talks about is when you hear your team parroting these things back to you, or not just parroting it, but speaking about it in a um, you know in the course of normal business. He's like, that's when you know you know, that the anchor hooked. Kevin's point, I think, is spot on. It can't just be, you know, the leader saying, hey, look, this is what we're focused on, right? Everyone's got to rally around that and start adopting it and, and you know, kind of weaving that into to what they do and what they talk about and how they think about the business. I think
3: otherwise it's, it's, it's not going to stick.
0: 100%. Yep. James?
3: And I just, one last piece to even add on to Kevin and Jim. Once your team starts to speak that back to you and is acting and thinking that language and us as leaders recognize them for it, then you really kind of, you mm. didn't kind of nail it at that point. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Boom. There it is. Rewards and recognitions, right? Oh, You're yeah. right. It's like, it's it's almost as if James was looking at my slides, which he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Nice well, yeah. well, well played. Absolutely. Right. I mean, the message, the vision is only going to stick you know, if your people are on board, right? And you do have to, you have to find ways to kind of invite them into it. So the rewards and recognition is a great way, right? To help reinforce, right? And once your people start really kind of, you're seeing it stick and they're repeating it back to you, the rewards and recognitions piece is awesome. And we did talk about this, right? Positioning. And repositioning. What else comes to mind in terms of best practices? Things you've done?
6: Rob, what about like on the front end? You know, as you're building this vision, trying to kind of look your job as the leader is to to set that vision, to maybe kind of corral that vision, to guide it, whatever. But talked about how important it is to have your team buy in. So, you know, what are your thoughts about getting you know that before you establish, this is where we're going to drop the anchor. You know, getting your team's buy-in on on, on it uh, uh, at the front end. Any, any thoughts or tips around that?
0: I'll open it up to the group. See what you guys think. I can weigh in on this. I was going
1: to say, you know, I mean, I think it's, I think that's a great point, Jim. Because I was just sitting here thinking, you know, we've had the same vision statement for quite some time, and they can repeat it back. But I think it's something that should be looked at periodically. And I think as our businesses change and different things going on, I was ex- actually sitting here thinking, I-, I need to have them vote as a team again, like, like let's submit your vision statements, each one of you separately, then we'll vote on it as a team as what which one is really fits us right now. And then we go that way, because then they have the buy in of it. I-, I did that before the previous team, but I think it's just um circling back to that is if, is the positioning statement where it is now? Is it apropos to what our environment is. So that's what I was going to do. Just listen to this conversation, you know, coming up here at the end of the year. So January 1, we have a, a new start with a new vision statement.
5: So, yeah, it's interesting you say that, Tracy. I plan on doing that next week. We're getting my team together and we have like two sets of goals. We had, um, you know, because I built my team just this time last year to launch in January 1st. So we have launch goals. You know, we, what we wanted to achieve as a team as it pertains to sales and launch and then who we wanted to be as a team. What's our team identity? What do we want to be? And that's pretty much staying the same, you know, that portion of it, but the launch has to to move and change periodically. So revisiting that next week to see what we want to be. So I'm all I'm a firm believer and everybody has a say in what the team is and so forth. I don't I don't dictate that. I want everybody to have the input. You know, it's really driven by the team.
0: Other thoughts or comments?
4: I would say I agree with Denise and Tracy. I think the most purposeful and connected statement really comes from having everybody involved in creating it. So they're all engaged, they're an active participant, and they're bought in, and they can each hold each other accountable to that then.
0: Getting that that buy-in from your team, I 100% agree with everyone. As you can see, keeping the, the vision alive does start at making sure that message sticks and part of that is making sure your people are involved in helping to create it right? because then they own it as well right so you do want to recruit um, ambassadors if you will right or advocates of the of the message because there are going to be ones on the ground behind the scenes when you're out there pushing it too
2: so okay, I- kevin mine is more of a question what is your intended purpose of a vision and, and kind of what is what is your output and this goes to everybody is that's where I sometimes struggle is like what is the outcome that I'm trying to drive here you can say things and, and act like we want to be collaborative we want to be communicative we want to be authentic right those are the things that I believe in with my team I want those but I mean are there is there a better outcome than just those things outside of sales or right I mean I guess that's part of the vision is just what are you really trying to end up doing? And then that's where I sometimes struggle is being collaborative. Uh, that can be easy, right? Maybe not. Is that your guiding principle? Is that what a vision statement is? Is it a guiding principle? And that's why I think the, the lines get a little blurry for me sometimes.
0: So it goes back to that purpose and impact, right? What's the purpose and what's the impact, right? If you can't, if, if the, the vision in itself, if you can't describe, if it doesn't describe it, it's not going to have the, you know, people won't understand it. It won't stick. Let me give you some additional examples, too, of of what this might look like for a team. I'll I'll use two examples. When I was uh, in the training team and our head of training was very good at, for each year, trying to identify, is there a gap? Do we need, where do we need to improve upon as a team? I remember one year she came up with, she was very good at this, as uh, who needs to know. So part of that was because, Jen's smiling, Uh, were you part of the team? I still use that today. Ah, Okay. Right. So who needs to know? Meaning we as a team, and there was different departments, you know, or sub departments, if you will, needed to do a better job in our teams that reported into us communicating with each other. And what we found was that as a lack of that produced just even more work, miscommunications. So the whole theme was who needs to know? Very simple. It stuck. One of the techniques as well, I'm going to share, right, is on my slide is swag. Sometimes, you know, you need different um, things, resources to keep it front and center. So we had pens made up, who needs to know, right? Again, it's constant reminders, being very intentional of finding opportunities to keep it front and center. But that was a very specific vision for what the the need was of the team of that time and our goals moving in the next year. Another example of that, Jim, you were part of my region as a rep. I don't know if you remember this. And it wasn't even, you know, it was one of the reps came up with this idea, was, and it came from Simon Sinek,
6: be the why. Remember that, Jim? I was going to go, I'm like, I have that shirt in my drawer still somewhere. Yeah. Be the why. Yeah. I was so. wondering
0: if you were even going to remember. We had I somebody. Got
6: my, yes, I have it underneath my, uh, my college shirt. <laughs> there you go.
0: Talk about building advocates. Right. One of our reps was an artist. He actually designed the shirt for the region. We ordered shirts throughout the entire region and we gave them out at a regional POA. And all the managers and, and reps had be the why. Right. And that was intended to really focus on individual contribution, you know, and the purpose of how do you contribute to the team? Be the why. Why are we doing this? You know,
6: Rob, that, that unit, that team was so unified. Like we were all definitely, you know, we wanted to be the why. we were, you know, passionate about helping patients. And we definitely had that it factor that, that everyone was like rowing in the, you know, I'm going to throw out corporate buzzwords, but everyone was rowing in the same direction. Everyone buying into that, to that mission. And um, yeah, I guess it's all these things. It was, you know, laying out the clear vision and, repeating it, you know, having everyone, you know, committed, buying into it. But, but that was a great, that was definitely a very unified and, yeah. and not just the, you know, again, my, like my little team that I was on was super unified, but I think your whole region, I, I forget. Yeah. I mean, what was there, six or seven teams and, and everyone was really unified in that.
0: Yeah. Again, it's, it goes back to what Jen talked about before with the anchor, right? It was a link. It was another link that made the chain even stronger. Right. All these things are different links. But you'd be amazed. Even just using swag or different reminders, right? Goes a long way as well. Other best practices on keeping the vision alive.
3: You can use your vision or whatever your guiding principle is in, in your feedback sessions with your teams. Absolutely. Right. So when you're doing coaching and you can you can give an example of how they pulled something through or executed a program or did an initiative and align it back to how it correlates back to the vision that you set forward. That kind of keeps things alive, I think.
0: Yeah, it goes back to again, you know, you have to be very intentional. It has to be repetitive. It really does. Repetition is the key. It's like any muscle memory. I learned the hard way when I first became a regional director, and I set the mission for the or the vision for the region. and I was like, all right, I walked out for the next quarter. We're all back and I I asked a few, uh, to my embarrassment of myself, I was like, all right, who here knows the vision? Like, you know, in a room of like, you know, I don't know, 50 people, I think maybe two people raised their hands. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it was on me because, you know, my mind's like, well, I said it once, I'm good to go. Right? That is not the case. Clearly that is not the case. It takes a lot of work, a lot of intentional planning through all these different activities to get it to stick. And even then, it takes a long time. So yes, repetition for sure. Other thoughts or best practices. What about this? Different learning styles. I think we have to take that into consideration, right? You have some people who are auditory learners, visual learners, right? So this goes back to being intentional uh, and having, you know, being proactive. So you need to incorporate stuff on email, sprinkling in some of the, you know, the reminders. It might be, I hate to say, it, even some videos. There's a lot of leaders right now who share with me how they'll take like a little bit, like of a 30 second video, even on their phone, right? Of a, uh, of a message, they'll weave in a little bit of the vision, send it out on a monthly basis to, to their teams, right? So you have visual learners, auditory, um, people need to read it at times, even like an image at the bottom of your email signature, of, of something. Jen, were you going to say something? I'm sorry.
4: I agree. Um, just kind of that reinforcement through all the different channels that we have available to us now is really um, important. So I think there's different ways. It can be, you know, in a text, a group text. It can be, I love the idea of putting at the bottom of your email if you've got kind of a, a slogan. I know for the company I work for, we're you know we go fast for patients, and you see it everywhere in the background of Zoom. So you can see that we go fast for patients. So you know there's there's a lot of creative ways now with technology at our disposal that we can really kind of reinforce those things.
0: 100%. I think one of the themes here is be proactive versus reactive. My first attempt when I first became a regional director at trying to implement a vision was an epic fail because then I was like being reactive, I was trying to play catch up. You know, As I evolved, I realized how much planning, how much I needed to really invest in it to make sure that it really did stick.
4: Rob, did you engage any of your district managers or or reps in that discussion and creating that vision or was it a vision you dictated down
0: to them? So great question. Actually, we did come up with it ourselves. I I got my managers together for the first time and and we kind of created it. The challenge is, this goes back to the old adage, the old saying of you have to inspect what you expect, right? I mean, we created it and then I just mentioned it, but, you know, why would anyone else follow it if they don't hear me speaking to it? So, you know, you have to lead by example and you have to, even though I had managers reporting into me, I did fall into, I think, a little bit of that ta- that trap too. Was, I got managers reporting into me. They're going to do this. But again, the fundamentals don't change, Right. I still needed to hold them accountable, but I needed to do my part to continue to message it, to reinforce it um, as well. So and, you know, as we evolved, we repositioned, we fine tuned it. Right. Made it a little bit more. We implemented the BY or be the Y, I should say. So, you know, I think the other thing, too, is it doesn't happen overnight. You do need to make sure you give it time to, to let it take root as long as you're doing all the other things. Good question, though, Jen. At least I got that part right. I just screwed up the rest of it. So
4: <laughs> at least you didn't like, you know, force it down. Cause I've I've experienced that and that really oh. doesn't come off very well when some of your leaders tell you and don't engage you. So
0: totally. And I think you have to just have the humility and the vulnerability to also, you know, be able to adjust along the way. Say, all right, maybe this isn't, maybe, you know. And again, even though we had we You'll have a much better chance of success when you have everybody involved and helping you. But even then, things change. Environments change, right? So, and you have to change with it. Just like a boat, sometimes, you know, you have to reposition. Tides change, things change. All right, so let's talk about a few key takeaways for you. First and foremost, it all starts with the creation of the message. You really do need to make sure you keep it simple, that it provides purpose, And impact. And as you heard, one of the key ways of making sure we keep it alive is you need to recruit advocates, the ambassadors, people on your team who are gonna help you to keep it alive, which means bring them in right at the beginning, include them in the process of helping you create the vision, or at least just even bouncing it off them. That's the first thing. At the start of the discussion, I used an anchor, an image just to help the conversations to kick it off. And what you heard was us talking about how the vision, keeping it alive, is like using a strong anchor on a boat. It has to be strong enough, positioned accurately. The links, the anchor chain links, is an important concept in terms of keeping that vision alive. And each link has to be strong enough to keep that boat secured or your vision secured in all different types of elements, choppy waters, rough waters, changing tides, whatever the case may be. And those links may include one-on-ones, even in your coaching discussions, finding ways to weave that vision back in, discussing it on team meetings, most importantly, recognizing and rewarding the people on your team who are following through on that vision, implementing it, helping to keep it alive as well. We also talked about the importance of understanding different learning styles and that people learn differently. Some, are, some learn by just visualizing, auditory. Some people just need to read it. So you as a leader, you need to be very intentional in terms of making sure you're repeating the message, your vision consistently and by using various different channels to do that, whether it's email, technology, sending out videos, whatever the case may be. But most importantly, you as the leader, you own the responsibility of leading by example and inspecting what you expect. You need to hold your people accountable to the vision as well. I appreciate you listening to this episode. And so we'll put all of these key takeaways in the show notes for you. And I want to just take the time to thank you for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you hear and see, please make sure you subscribe. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Leadership Jam Session. Thanks. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or colleague who you think might also get some value from it. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Leadership Jam Session podcast.